0: And now, I have the distinct joy and pleasure of inviting um, Pastor Barone Savori up here with me. Um, he is our guest speaker today. And I've had the the joy of getting to know Pastor Barone throughout the years of ministry here in Southeastern. And it's been a pleasure to teach together and to go to Catalyst together um, and do do a lot of various things. And so grateful that you agreed uh, to come and bless us today. Pastor Savori is a lead pastor at the Valley Fellowship, Santa Avenist Church in Rialto, California. He's working on his doctorate of ministry from Claremont. Um, and most excitingly, he's getting married this June to Amy Cornwall, who's here today. Uh, so congratulations, Pastor. Uh, we're excited and happy for you. So um, Pastor Savori, you were born in LA, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: raised here in the Inland Empire. Mm -hmm. Uh, You made the decision for college to go to Oakwood. Tell, Tell me, tell us what led you to Oakwood?
2: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me, Pastor Raymond. It's great to be here with the La Sierra University Church family. Uh, Oakwood. Oakwood is an HBCU, a historically black college or university uh, that I attended. And it was a historical decision and also based in something that has deep roots in my family. My mother... Uh, attended Oakwood uh, College back then, it's Oakwood University now, and my sister attended as well, and they are well known uh, for their music, their ministry uh, programs, uh, really putting out many, many pastors in Adventism, and that drew me in because music is something that has been close to my family's heart for, for many years, and also having a chance to go there, I heard, it was before the internet, so I, I didn't have YouTube to look on to, I didn't have all of things, but I had heard the stories, and I said, I have to go, and it is a decision that I have not regretted.
0: Wonderful. Now, Pastor Savori, you have been pastoring here in Southeastern for a while, and you've been in various different contexts. Uh, Right now, you're pastoring one of our black churches, and you have been in several of our, in the black ministry in this conference. Tell me, what for you is unique about our black churches, and what is most valuable to you about pastoring in that context?
2: Oh man, well, there's so much that's really valuable about being able to pastor in our churches, in our context. Uh, it's exciting, uh, you know, sometimes when we think about worship and what is different, because I've had a chance to pastor a non-culturally black church before, and, and that was a whole new different experience altogether. Uh, and one of the things that I really appreciate is, is the passion that we worship with, and and it's not that it's absent in other spaces; it's still there. But the way that it comes out in our churches at times, it, it's 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 like nothing else at all. You can already hear it's kind of coming out, right? Yeah. You know, I get I just get excited uh, about worshiping and and getting together uh, with our fellow brothers and sisters, and and that's. One of the things, so so the way that we we will worship together and then our common stories that we will have is also something that that is that is really special to uh, our context and and there is an overall salvation story that weaves us all together, but even within those contexts, there are special places that That are just easy to connect with in in our in our church context
0: very good yeah pastor you mentioned about expressiveness and having a shared experience Mm -hmm. um and one thing i would i would love you to share with our congregation here at la sierra tell us a little bit about call and response and what that means in black preaching and worship
2: yeah, yeah. You know that's that's one of the things that that uh, I like and I appreciate in, in our context because you know w- when we preach, at times the folks will talk back to us, and so uh, can I get an amen? Yeah, see, okay, all right. We're ready, so you have to write it home. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, but this this idea of of call and response is really a connection that people have with what's happening. If if I were to say to you here. How many of you all are tired of death? How many of you all would raise your hand to that? If I were to say to you, how many of you all are tired of visiting loved ones in the hospital? How many of you all would agree to that? If you're looking forward to Jesus coming, how many of you all would say amen to that? If you're looking forward to the day when Jesus breaks through the clouds, how many would say hallelujah to that? If you're looking for the day where we will be able to walk down, see, you got me preaching already, see? You know, walking down transparent streets, those, those times where we yeah. can connect and then the ability to be able to say back, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me use one other example yeah. that, that that really spoke to me when it came to, to, to worship and expressiveness. And, and 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 part of it is is cultural. And it's not better than not being. It's just part of, of how I how I grew up. I, I I can remember a time where I was pastoring a church and and, and folks were very they were very reserved in their worship. And we had a social that night. And we were playing dominoes. Yeah. And, 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 and there was one elder that, I mean, just nothing really moved them at all. But when they had a double six, bam, on the <laughs> table. Ah, I got you. And they were so excited. And they were expressive. And I'm saying, how can we be so excited Yeah. about a game and 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 sometimes not not I mean not all the time, but every now and again, not get excited about a Jesus that left heaven and came down to earth
1: Amen. and Amen. died
2: for us. Amen. And, Amen. And, and 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 how that can bring up a joy where I can just say thank you, God, and I can lift my hands. Amen. And I can be expressive. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: good, Pastor Brown. So sometimes maybe the thing is we, we leave parts of ourselves outside the church door. Yeah. And what oh, I yeah. hear you saying is let's bring all of who we are, yeah. our full emotion yeah. with us to church Yeah. and not check it at the door. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Um, so Pastor Brown, it's Black History Month. Yeah. Um, as a church, as a Los Angeles University church, we, um, we want to uh, be good neighbors to our sister churches that are majority black, um, what would you say to us, those of us who uh, maybe don't share that same experience or have the same background um, of how we can be good neighbors?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. You know, one of the things that connects all of us, no matter where it is that we may, may worship, is this over. Uh, this overarching story that we all are part of, and that is Jesus is coming for all of us. Amen. This idea that we 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 can we can sing from the same hymnals and and and, and newsflash, we have the same ones that y'all have, right? <laughs> we can read the same quarterly. It may filter through a little bit differently because of the experience. But one of the things that I can I can say for us being good neighbors is being able to listen to our stories to understand them Mm -hmm. and us listen to your stories because it goes both ways right to understand them being able to really identify with the fact that there isn't going to be a uh Portuguese-speaking heaven and a Spanish-speaking heaven and an English-speaking Amen. heaven uh, and, a, and a Swahili. That when we all get to heaven, Amen. that we'll all be there together.
0: Right.
2: Now, I want to I want to I want to pause and just add this 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 one thing that, that sometimes I've heard and and been in conversations where we make the difference of culture the enemy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think culture is the issue. Mm-hmm. Because I think that there's something to be said for that. There's some, something rich yeah. within the idea of where people come from, the, 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 the places and the things that they learn, that they bring to the table that, that are rich, that enrich our lives. I think where the problem comes in is when we think that we are better than others.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When
2: we feel that our way is better than another's way, or even more deeper that one way is more spiritual mm-hmm. and more accepted by God wow. yeah. than others, that becomes the problem right. and the challenge. Because when we all get there, yeah. we will all be enriched. And Down here on earth, you'd be like, man, I missed out on a whole lot. And I'd be like, yeah, you sure did. (laughs) Right, right, right.
0: Right. I think of that picture in Revelation on the Sea of Glass, Mm -hmm. every nation, kindred, tongue, people, all that diversity, all that flavor is there. It is. And we enjoy it together in God's, in front of God's throne. So let's enjoy it here down, down here too, right? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. We look forward to your message.
1: As a health and human service professional and a social worker i think loving your neighbor really starts with loving yourself i think when we are doing well we're also able to give our best to uh, those around us i also think that loving our neighbors is to be able to give grace to them when their humanity is reflected if we seek to understand where others are coming from we are able to then empathize and really share kind of our objectives collectively. Many of our neighbors will often not speak the same language, look like us, eat the same foods. That's the beauty of of diversity, having folks that sometimes have different cultures and traditions. I think not only respecting those differences, but also having the courage to advocate for folks to have the ability to express themselves, to be who they are at their core, and also to love on them and share our experience and our journey as individuals who are God-fearing and, and God-loving. So when I think uh, about what it ultimately means to love your neighbor, it's really just to be a person who's, who's there, being able to say, hey, you are my brother, you are my sister, I'm here with you through this journey and we will get through it together.
2: I'd like to invite you to stand for the reading of the word this morning. It'll be on your screens. One of the scribes came near and heard them disrupting with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment? is the first of all. Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these the word of god, you, god. in this moment O oh god speak so that we all may hear i am your servant in christ's name amen In August 2019, I bought a house. I was excited about my house. You you, you see, for, for, for the last seven years, I knew what it was like to live in an apartment. And if you've ever lived in an apartment before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My apartment complex did not have an elevator and I lived on the second floor. That meant that every time I went to the grocery store, I had to carry it up the stairs. Each and every time my kids were asleep and they did not feel like traversing the steps, I was carrying them from time to time or at least pushing them as they got older. You're there, and you're amongst many others. There is is not as much privacy. I was excited, y'all, when I got my house. I went from paying rent to paying a mortgage. I had come up in the world. But but I know, I know what you're thinking. I I know I know part of what you're thinking, you're like, oh man, man, he got a house, there's a there's a there's a lawn and 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 and, and there's there's a there's a nice little little separation between the two. No 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 I haven't quite made it there yet. I I, I have a house. Well, well well let's let's be a little bit more honest here. I I, I got a condo. <laughs> and we share a wall. It was a sacred night, a sacred night for eating. You don't play around because I had all of the fixings. Oh, you know what it is. It was haystack night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 lettuce. Tomatoes, fresh made salsa, ready to roll. I had sliced and diced it all up. We were excited. I had both the Doritos and the Fritos. (laughs) Sour cream and ranch, don't judge me. Ready to go. I had gone down and and, and trying to be smart with my money, I had gone down to the local Smart and Final, and you know, they have the big can of of chili beans and so, and so I got it, I opened it up, and I put it in the pot, and I set it there, and the girls were upstairs, and they were doing their their, their homework, and then one of them came downstairs and said, Dad, I have a project for school tomorrow, tomorrow. We have to go to Target. I said, you're telling me this now? I said, all right, let's go. You you know you, you you do anything to make make sure that, that 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 life goes goes smoothly and goes well and so and so I got both of them down and we got in the car and we went down and and you know you go for one thing there and you end up with five or ten things and 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 then and then we packed up in the car and we're driving back and when I am pulling back in to my place that is up there on the hill where I share a wall with neighbors there. I I see one of them, a white man that is walking toward me after moving into this neighborhood, not seeing many people that look like me with a golf club in his hand headed toward my door. I pulled into the garage, and I said, girls, stay in the car. I don't know what is happening. I've seen this Before. He was on the road to Jericho. Perhaps a road that he had gone before. But this time was different. Because, because this time, while while he was going on this road, uh, 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 Jesus is telling a story now, doing doing Jesus things, telling a parable. He is there on the road to Jericho, and this time, this time, he is met with robbers that are there, and they come and they beat him, and they and they assault him, and they take everything that he has. He is robbed of everything. They even take his humanity and his 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 humility away from him because. they They strip him and they leave him naked, but not just naked. They leave him on the brink of death, hoping that he will die from a beating, stripped of everything worth nothing his life was worth nothing only thing that was valuable to him were the things that he had that he was wearing the things that were in his sacks the things that he was there on the road with that was all that he was good for his life meant nothing they beat him and they stripped him naked of all of his clothing and they left him there for dead I have seen this before because we know that in this in this country that there was a time years and years hundreds of years ago and, and and even for some not too long ago where people where people were not seen for who they were they were stripped of everything that they were stripped of their goods what was the goods that they had the strength of their hands what was the goods that they had the strength of their legs and their feet there they sun up to sundown picking and working and laboring and winning it was not good enough, they were beaten and stripped naked and left for dead. And some hanging from trees, actually dead. Who helps beaten, naked people? This story follows the, 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 the question that we're asking. Who is my neighbor? And, and they ask Jesus, who, who is my neighbor? I've read all of these, these commandments, and, I, and I've been challenged in all of these ways. Who is my neighbor? And Jesus is telling the story of a man who is beaten, and he is stripped of everything, and he is left for dead. And there on the road, there on the road, they, he, he finds himself there, clinging on to life. And finally, a lifeline arrives. A priest, surely a priest will help the beaten and the naked. No, no, the priest puts on his blinker, changes lanes, and does just like we do when we see a traffic accident, drives slowly to take in as many details as we can, but keep driving. Surely, surely the Levite will will, will sing a song and and lift joy and say, uh, let him know that, 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 look, you have been beaten down and, and, and I see you, my brother that is here. Of course I will help you, but no, he does the same thing. He puts on his blinker, he changes lanes, and he drives, walks right on by. who is my neighbor. I get out to greet the man that has the golf club in his hands. And I'm ready. In my mind, I'm saying, okay, we're going to do this today. If I'm going to go down, my girls are going to see me go down swinging. But he comes up to me and he's pointing and I can't quite understand what it is. He has a club in his hand and he's pointing and he's saying, is this your house? And I say, yes, this is my house. And it is that point after after now disengaging for just a moment from what it is that I'm visually seeing to auditorily what it is that I'm hearing, I hear that sound that no one wants to hear. You know that thing that's going off in your house right now that you need a nine volt battery for? He says, I heard your alarm going off. Pastor Icky was at that point that I realized that the haystack night was over. <laughs> because in my haste to leave and to make sure that I was, I was meeting the needs of my kids, I had left on medium high a full pile of chili beans that were there and then I began to smell the smoke and then I began to hear the alarm and my neighbor says to me I heard the alarm and I was knocking on the door and no one was coming to the door and I was wondering if somebody was inside and I brought my golf club so that I could break a window and save someone who was inside. I ran into my house filled with smoke, pot destroyed. But I realized on that day who my neighbor was. I didn't know his name. We just lived in the same place. As a matter of fact, we shared walls. And you know what happens when you share walls? You know what ends up happening in the mindset of those? When we share walls with each other, when my house is on fire, your house is in danger. And when your house is in danger, the next person who shares a wall, their home is in danger. And so it behooves me to make sure that if there's an alarm going off in my neighbor's house, that not only do I hear it, but hear me, church, on today, that I respond to the alarm because I know that if he does not do well, I don't do well. That if he doesn't survive, I don't survive. That if his house burns, then my house burns. If my house fills with smoke, then his house fills with smoke. And we're all in it together. My God, my brothers and sisters, if we would only see our journeys through this world the same way. Who is my neighbor? The alarms that are going off do we see the alarms? Where do we hear the alarms going off? Where have we heard them going off? Many others, and throughout this time and throughout this month, you'll see it time and time again. You know that there were many, many people throughout times. My parents' generation, and sadly, even now, in this time, in these places, we're a whole lot better than where we used to be, but there is still work to do. We have still ways that we need to learn how to be our neighbors. Let me tell you something. There, 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 there's, there's an interesting thing that, that 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 when you when you are in a place where you share walls with people you're forced to be close but sometimes we try to get so far away and we're and we and we so we're so we're so peculiar and, and different that we erect places that are so far away that 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 when alarms go off in those faraway houses, no one sees it until it's actually burning to the ground. There's something to be said about us, my brothers, and my sisters. And when we share walls, where do we share walls? We share walls in the way that we love each other. We share walls in the way that we talk to one another. We share walls in the ways that we express justice to each other. We share walls in the ways that we advocate for one another. We share walls in the things that we do for one another. We share walls when we see humans instead of seeing race. Who is my neighbor? My neighbor is anyone that is in my vicinity who shares a wall with me, who bleeds blood just like I do, who needs a savior just like I do, who needs love and hope and support just like I do. That is my neighbor, and I don't care where you come from. All I care is that you are a human being that is created by God. Who stops and helps the man on the road to Jericho? Samaritan. Oh yeah, yeah. They had issues. They had beef. Oh, we don't. We don't help your kinds. Uh, there's no space for you. No, 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 no. We, 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 we don't. We don't hang out together. There is a clear, there is a clean line, and there is a clear line between y'all and us. There is a clear, there's a clear delineation between uh, uh, what we see as good and what we see as evil. But Jesus is making a clear point about who the neighbor is. The one that you would least suspect... The one that doesn't that doesn't come that doesn't come from a place that, that 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 you would think would be familiar. The one that you would think would would, would put on their blinker and pass by and say, "What a shame! He should have made better choices in his life. He should have known not to go down this road all by himself. He should have known that going down this road uh, would cause some problems for him. He should have known that coming from that disadvantaged neighborhood would never never allow him to be able to be successful. He should have known better." But instead, he chooses to disadvantage himself. He tends to the wounds first. Now this is important for for, for for Adventism because sometimes sometimes what is really easy for us to do is like yeah we see hurting people uh, have you heard of the twenty eights? We want to we want to make sure we want to make sure that you understand all of these things first because if you get that then you'll be good enough for us. We'll feel really good about it. Will have the hoops that they'll need to jump through and Jesus is saying, Look, there is one hoop to jump through. Love God and love people. This advantages himself. And kneels down. And hear this now. This is what is amazing about this story. This is what is amazing about this greatest commandment that Jesus is giving. That the man who is there on the road to Jericho does not care who helps him. He just needs help and the man who has it in his heart I believe that he predecided in his heart he was already there it was a decision that had already been made that if he came across people who were in need and he had the ability to help, he had the ability to minister to them, he had the ability to change or improve their lives no matter where they came from I believe that he had already predecided that seed had been planted in his heart and it had been watered by the Holy Spirit of God so that When the moment arrived, it was not something that was foreign to his heart. It was merely foreign to his eyes to see how one could get beaten so bad and left naked. He helps him, heals his wounds, takes his vehicle, puts the man on it, puts money in his pockets sends a note and says, if the bill is higher than it is, than what is in his hands right now, then tell me about it, and I'll make sure that everything is settled. Now that, my brothers and sisters, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what it's about. We all share walls. And we need each other. We need each other to make it through the experience. Our worship band can come at this time. The alarms are going off all over. You see them. You see the alarms of injustice that have gone off. You have seen the alarms of poverty that are going off. You have seen and you have heard the alarms of the disparity in those that have opportunities for great health care and those that do not. You have seen the alarms of those that do not have places to live. And I know these problems are complicated and they're challenging and they're difficult and they're multilateral but my brothers and sisters don't let that stand in the way of kneeling down and doing what you can to love and be a good neighbor don't let it stand in the way don't let it stand in the way so I don't know about you but I want to know if there's some people here that hear some alarms and are willing to grab a golf club I wonder if there's anybody here and then there's people here in this place that are willing to grab one of the greatest and most powerful weapons of prayer into their hands and say, God, lead and guide me. I wonder if there's anybody here that is willing to get their hands dirty and be able to help those that we have sometimes put on the blinker and change lanes on. I wonder if there's anybody here that says, I want to be a good neighbor because if I hear an alarm or if I smell smoke, I don't want. To sit back and say, that's some other community's problem. I want to see that as my problem too. <clears throat> because when we do it together, we model what heaven is going to look like. You're my neighbor. I'll break a window for you. You're my neighbor. I'll do what I can to make sure that you win. You're my neighbor. And an injustice against you is an injustice against me. You're my neighbor. When someone expresses hate to you, they're expressing hate to me. You're my neighbor. I can learn to sing your songs your way, and we can learn something new together because we're all part of the family of God. You're my neighbor. And who knows, Pastor Key? when we all get to heaven, we might think it might be a single family home set up. I don't know. But for the sake of this sermon, it's going to be just like my townhome community. So guess what? We all going to share walls. And when we share walls together, I want to be able to shout and praise God with you. I want to be able to learn with you. I want to be able to celebrate with you. I want to be able to go out in a place where there's no fires, and, and I can't burn the beans for haystack nights. I can't wait to sit around that welcome table. I can't wait to get to the place where I can listen and I can hear the stories of God's children throughout the world, not having to translate, but understanding their language perfectly and hearing their story. I can't wait for the day when we're all together and God's God's children, and we're able to say that we as neighbors have served and worshipped our God. And here we are together. And what is it that brought us together? L-O-V-E Love. God, may we be good neighbors may we not just hear the alarms of humanity but may we take the next step that makes us not just neighbors but good neighbors and respond to the alarms and God give us a heart to do what it takes to save to minister, to meet the needs of anyone that we come in contact with. Thank you for sharing more than a wall with us. Thank you for sharing your son Jesus and his life. And for that, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Amen.